Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Here's kind of the idea and the thought behind this three-week series that we're going to be doing over the next three weeks leading into Christmas. Because around this holiday season, it's really easy to get caught up in this way of thinking where like this time of year is all about what you can get. And what, but what we believe is that what Jesus says is actually the opposite. It's not about what you can get, but what you can give. In fact, here's kind of like the theme verse for this series is Matthew chapter 10 in verse 39, where Jesus says, if you cling to your life, meaning I'm going to white knuckle grip everything that I have. If, if, I, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, for Jesus, he says that you will find it. And here's kind of the big idea with this whole series is this. Maybe you want to write this down. It'll be on the screen. Here's the big idea, that true life is found not when you get everything, but when you give your life away. That true life is found when you give your life away. And I want to make sure, here's the warning here. This is not, listen to me, listen to me. This is not a money series. This is a generosity series. It's very different. And so, like, here's the deal. Like, this is week 12 as a church for us. So maybe if you're here for the very first time, we've only been doing this thing 11 more times before today, and uh, which is kind of crazy. Like, oh my gosh. And so, one, we're so thankful for what God's been doing. But, like, this is week 12 as a church, and I'm consumed with this thought. Even at week 12, if we closed our doors, if we stopped as a church, would our city notice? And um, here's the deal, like we're committed to lead as a church in a way where the answer to that question would be a resounding yes. Like we're committed to it, we're committed to leading that way. Because here's what I know, people may never come to our church. There's gonna be a lot of people in this city that maybe never step foot into the doors of our church, but they know when they hear the name Queen City Church, they're like, man, those people are the most generous people in the city. I, like, I don't know anything about their theology, and one, I don't want to be known for our theology. I don't want to be known for our branding or social media. I don't want to be known for what, like, great services. Like, I want to be known in this city because there's a group of people that love and serve and give to this city with no strings attached. And so it's a big part of what we do. It's a very big part of what we do, and that's why we have this value so we have 10 values as a church, and one of our 10 values is this. Generosity is our privilege. That's why, that's why we want to do a series around the holidays talking about generosity, because it's not that we have to, it's we get to. And so we want that as part, and so values, basically, it's what makes us uniquely us. That's my definition of values. It's, it's what makes us uniquely us, and values always determine decisions, and so the cool thing is, like, the value that we have, generosity is our privilege, it determines that we talk about this from time to time. And so that's why it is such a big deal for our church, okay? So that, that's kind of what this series is all about, give your life away. And today we're going to start in 1 Timothy chapter 6, in verse 17. And it says this, and then we're going to pray. It says this, teach those who are rich, and some of you are already tuning out, like, that ain't me, Okay. <laughs> This ain't for me, pastor, you know, like, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get there, okay? 
because <laughs> I, I, I want to I flip the narrative a little bit today, okay? Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust, just like we sang ago, just like, just like, just like we just had that in that last song, their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich, and get this, in good works. That, that, that's not just in, hey, give all your money. Okay, when the bucket comes by at the end, you give all your money, and that's what you do. No, 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 it says, it says be rich, and it says, it says, it says uh, I lost my spot where it says, okay, it says they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up for their treasure as a good foundation for the future. And we're actually gonna talk about that in this series too. That's gonna to be fun. So that they may experience, get this, true life. And so today, if you're taking notes, maybe you wanna write this down on the lovely notes that we gave you in your worship guide, or maybe you're taking it on your phone, like I see somebody over there. Um, write down this title. I wanna to talk to you over the next few minutes. How to be rich. Some of you are like, I knew it, I knew it. Listen, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Because this is not some prosperity gospel where I'm gonna tell you, hey, do steps one, two, and three, and then you're gonna be rich. No, here's the deal. Here's the cool thing. I'm gonna flip it on you. It's because I want you to know that right now you are rich. And I wanna show you how to be rich, okay? So this is what I want to encourage you to do. Lean in today. Let's give God our very best, not because you want to hear from a person, but because you want to hear from the God of heaven who spoke and things existed, who spoke and you existed. And here's the cool thing. He wants to speak in the next 28 minutes to you. And when he speaks, things change in our life, right? So let's, let's lean in. Let's not miss. Let's not play church today. Let's, let's, let's walk out of here different than when we walked in here, Okay. That's what we're about. Anyway, let's pray. Let's invite God. God, we love you. We thank you. We invite you. Do whatever you want to do. We give you permission. We open up our mind, our hearts, our lives. We open up everything, 100%. Anything you want to talk to about in the next few minutes, we give you permission. We need you. We love you. And we thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Now, here's the deal. I, want to, I want, just want to spend just a few minutes getting to know you a little bit better. Maybe we can get to know each other a little bit different, a uh, little bit better. So I'm just going to ask you some different questions, and I, I would love to have a little bit of participation, okay? So you can raise your hands. You can kind of, you can, okay, so let, let's just start easy, okay? How many of you are right-handed? Just show of hands. Look at all the right-handed people. Okay, look at all this. Where are my lefties at? Where's my lefties at? Okay, there's a little bit less. It's okay. The world's not made for you. I get it. You know, like <laughs> the desk in school, it's awkward, you know, like, you know, scissors. Okay. You know, like right-handed, left-handed. How many of you would you get, would you, would uh, consider yourself tall? How many would you consider yourself tall? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I met you. Okay. You said tall. How many would you consider yourself? You know, I'm short. I'm short. Yeah. Yeah. You're short right there. <laughs> Right there, you're short, you know, you're short. Okay, now a cu couple of questions about the holidays. You know, this is this kind of, how many of you prefer Thanksgiving over Christmas? How many of you prefer Thanksgiving? You're, you're Thanksgiving people. It's like, okay, give me, the, give me the turkey and the football and the, and the shopping, you know, like the Friday. Okay, how, how many of you are Christmas people? How many of you are, oh, you're loving it. It's like right now, this is my season. 
They had Christmas music at church. It smelled like Christmas. I don't know if you go out, go literally. It's amazing. I don't know who did this, but if you go into our go into the hallways and just just sniff, it smells like Christmas. I don't even know how they do that. It's incredible. Um, okay, now here, here's another kind of question. One is about giving presents, or uh, or or you like to receive presents. Okay, uh, how many of you like to give presents? Let's just be honest. Okay, you you would prefer to give a present. Y'all lying. Okay. No, don't be lying in church. Okay. Now, how many of you, come on, let's a moment of honesty. I like, give me the presents, receive. Where are my receivers at? Okay. Hey, by the way, you are way outnumbered. So you could get with all these people that give and be like, here's my list. Here's my list. That's it. Um, so, okay. Now, here, here's one. It's just a little bit about relationship status a little bit. How, how many married people do we have here? Just married people. Okay, we got, some, we got some married people in the house. Okay, we got some married people in the house. Yes, we have some newly married people in the house. I see you around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how, how many is, you're not married, but you're taken. How many is like taken? It's like, like I'm not married yet, but, but you know, like I'm, I'm taken. Don't be looking. Come on, how many people are available? Come on, available. Hello, raise it proud. Look around, look around. See you all's here. Get some numbers in the lobby, you know, scoping and hoping at church. How many of you raise your hand if it's just complicated? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know, you know. It's just complicated, pastor. It's just complicated, you know. I hope I didn't cause any problems in church right there. It's like, I'm never coming to this church again, ever. You're having fights on the way out because of this question. I'm so sorry. So last question, how many of you are rich? Like, can you feel the tension in the room, you know? Uh, here's, here's what I've learned. Like, that's not one that people want to raise their hand on. Because most people don't think they are. And it's one of those, like, like I'm feeling comfortable. I, can, I, I am right-handed, but I, I'm not rich at all, you know? And, uh, you know, and it's something, like, most people don't like that word. Like, if I would just said, how many of you are blessed? You know, like, every hand would go up, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm blessed. I like that much better. But I did some research this week, and there was, um, there was a poll from Gallup that asked a bunch of Americans this question, how much money would you have to make to be rich? How much money would you have to make for you to consider yourself, yep, I'm rich, that's me, yep, my family, I'm rich, okay? Um, and the, the average answer for this whole poll was $150,000, that if I made $150,000, I would be considered myself, that's, that's rich. And there's probably some people in this room that are like, <laughs> no, you know. Because uh, the truth is, you, you just have more to paint, more to store, and more to insure. You know, and so it's like, you know, like, it's just more. Here's the crazy thing. That same poll, they asked people who made between $30,000 and $35,000 how much money would the same exact question, how much money would you have to make to be rich? And the average answer for that crew was $75,000. And then they asked people, and I don't even know how they figured this out, who subscribed to Money Magazine. I, I guess you gotta have some money if you're still subscribing to magazines. It's <laughs> my thought when I read that, you know. So I want a magazine about money. So like people that, that did that, the people that did that, their average answer was, get this, $5 million. And here's the conclusion that I had after studying this, is that nobody is rich 
but everybody knows somebody who is. Yeah, like it's just nobody's rich, but I, I know somebody who is. And, um, and today, I want to convince you that you are rich and that God has something to say about it. In fact, if you do some research, you'll find that if your combined household income is forty to $45,000, you are in the top 1% of wage earners in the entire world. In the entire world. That if you make your combined household income, if that what you make, you're, you're, the, you're the, not just the top, you're the top of the top. And then the average household income worldwide is actually $9,733. That's average, that's right in the middle. So some of you are like, I'm not in that first one, but I would guess that most of you are above that one. And you know, the, the truth is, so if you have running water, if you have a roof over your head, if you've got a phone in your hand, if you've got heat in the winter, or a car that works, statistically you're doing pretty good. And I would like to say that you're rich. And then get this, here's, here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It says, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. And so I'm here to tell you that if you've made the decision to follow Jesus, if you're a Christian, the Bible says that you are rich. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the apostle Paul is writing to another pastor, a guy named Timothy, and he says, you've got some rich people in your church, and God has something to say about it. And he begins to teach them how to be rich. And I believe that still applies to us today. And so I want to give you three ways of how to be rich. And here's the first way. Trust in God, not in money. So trust in God, not in money. If you go back to the text in verse 17, it says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God. And the Bible talks a lot about money. In fact, there are five times, get this, more verses in the Bible about money than about prayer. And that Jesus, he said more about money than heaven and hell combined. Why? Because I believe that Jesus knew that the number one competitor for our trust would be money. It would be our stuff. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 6. In verse 24, in probably the most famous sermon of all time, and he says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And the Bible makes it crystal clear that we have a choice where we put our trust. That nobody's going to choose for you, but you get to make that choice. Either we will trust in God, or we will trust in money, our stuff, our possessions, Either we will trust in the provider or we will trust in the provision. And when we trust in money, we begin to believe a lie that our stuff can bring us security. That in, in, in like that we can save our way to safety. That we, we even have a term for it. And, and I know that there's some people that are here that work in the financial industry. And it's this, like to, this so that we can be financially secure. As if to say, like, the heart of that mentality is that if I could just somehow make and save enough money, I could insulate myself 
from having to experience problems. And so like the question that I have for you is how much money would you need to secure your future against all imaginable problems? How much money would it take? How much money would it take to secure and make you feel safe that there's nothing that can touch you, that nothing will break, that it doesn't matter, that your car can mess up, that all these things can happen and, you know, that can insulate you from every possible diagnosis that may come your way or to loved ones your way? And how much money would you need to secure your future against all imaginable problems? And I think the answer is this, more than you currently have. I think it's just more. And so, why would you put your trust in something like that? So, hear this, though. I want to make sure you get this. It's that God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. In fact, he loved you so much that he did what the Bible talks a lot about. He gave. And he gave first. And he just didn't give a check He gave his son. He gave his son, Jesus. He loved you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, and that he died for our sins, the penalty that that we deserve, he took on. And he went on a cross, and he died, and then he was buried, and three days later, he rose from the dead. And here's why, just for the chance to have a relationship with you, just for the chance that you would put put your trust in him. And everything starts, get this, everything starts with putting your trust in God. And here's the cool thing. We're going to give you the opportunity at the end of this message to do that if you've never made that decision. Or maybe you have made that decision way back in the day and you just, you're just far from God. We're going to give you that opportunity today. And so here's, here's a cool verse. In Psalm chapter 20 and verse 7, it says, some trust in chariots and some in, basically some trust in your stuff in the things that we have, but we, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. In other words, I will not trust in riches, but in him who richly provides. That's who I'm going to put my trust in. So practically, how do you do that? What does it look like for you to trust God? In a message like this, you may expect somebody like me to say, well, just give it all away. You know, like downsize your house. You know, sell it and get a smaller one. Go to the apartment life. You know, like, like you need to give everything to the poor. Or better yet, you should be poor. And there's even sects of Christianity that that's kind of the theology that you're only holy if you suffer. But I don't believe that that's what this scripture talks about in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And so like, and, and like it may be easy for you to sit here and be like, okay, so what does that mean that I'm just gonna uh, like become poor, you know, give everything away. I'm gonna guilt and I'm gonna shame you to action. But here's what I've learned. Guilt is not a very productive motivator. It's not. And, and <laughs> like, in fact, I'm trying to get the guilt off of you, not on you, is to get it on. So, so, so the question is, what do we do? And I think this scripture, it tells everything. So, so if, if number one is trusting God, not money, here's number two, enjoy what God gives you. Enjoy it. Enjoy what God gives you. See that verse in, in verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God. We already talked about that. Who richly gives us all that we need, get this, for our enjoyment. 
for our enjoyment. And Ecclesiastes chapter 5 in verse 18 and 19, by the way, this book was written by one of the wisest people to ever walk the earth, who spends the majority of this book telling you that everything in life is meaningless. It's not the most positive book in the world, okay? But in this book, in Ecclesiastes, listen to these two verses. It says, even so, I have noticed one thing, at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun, under the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. It is a good thing to receive wealth from God and, a, and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. So yes, the Bible actually says to enjoy what God generously gives you, not to guilt you or to make you feel ashamed. So go on that vacation that you saved for. Go to the game and cheer on your favorite team. Get, the, get your kids the best Christmas presents that you can and make sure you don't go into debt while you're doing it, okay? That be, but here's the truth, even though they'll inevitably end up playing with the box and the wrapping paper, you know? Enjoy what God gives you, but make sure, listen to this, just don't build your life on it. Enjoy it. Just don't build your life on it. And realize this, maybe write this down. Here's a great principle. God doesn't want us guilty. He he wants us responsible. He doesn't want you to feel guilty. He just wants you responsible. So if you need to enjoy what God gives you, and then here's number three, employ what God gives you. In other words, be generous and use what God gives you to make a difference in the lives of others. I love what it says Further in, in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Listen to this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 11. It says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Yes, we are rich. Yes, we are blessed. And that comes with a little bit of responsibility. And here's, by the way, my definition of blessed is that God gives me more than I need for myself. To me, that's, if, if, if that's you, you're blessed. That I'm blessed because God gives me more than I need for myself, but not just in my money, not just in my stuff, not in just my possessions, but like time. God gives me more time than just what I need for myself. He's blessed me with time. Not just that, like talents and the giftings and the wirings that God's put on the inside of you. He's given that for just, not just for yourself, but more for other people as well. Like your creativity, your ideas, the things that you bring to the table, God gives you more than just what you need for yourself so that you can be generous with what God gives you to make a difference in this world. And so in other words, God blesses me so I can be a blessing to others. That's it. So we're blessed to be a blessing. God blesses us so we can go be, in turn, a blessing to others. In other words, God blesses you so that you can give your life away. And so over the next month, we're gonna be providing you with a lot of opportunities that I'm so excited to be able to share with you. And so over the next few minutes, I just wanna give you some things that we're gonna be doing over the next month as a church to give your life away. And in fact, it's gonna be five different things that we're gonna be doing as, as a church. And, and here's the first one. The first one is actually acts of kindness. 
Okay, so these actually, in our, in our lobby right now, you can go out and there's this little, um, this little sign and it has these cards that are attached to it. And on one side, it says this. It says, here's a small gift to brighten your day, no strings attached. And then on the back, it has some information about our church. And so the cool thing is, these are available literally every week. So for the last 12 weeks, these have been available for you on the way out uh, to take and to be able to just, just random acts of kindness that God's going to drop some things in your, in, on your heart and you're going to be around some people and there's going to be some ways that you're going to have. And here's what I'm calling the church to do over the next month, ramp it up. Like I know we have this available, but I'm saying over the next few weeks, let's keep our eyes open for every single like generosity opportunity that we have to be able to just, hey, I just want to bless you. And, it, and listen, we even have at the info area some, some ideas for how you can do this. And so we actually have some, if you're like, I don't even know what to do, like maybe you can just pay for somebody's coffee behind you. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do. I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll just, I'll just be like, hey, I just want to pay for the next person. I don't, I, don't, I don't want them to know who it is. And I like to sit there and watch. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And so there's a lot of different things that you can do with there. Maybe bring donuts to work. It says there, it says mow your neighbor's lawn. That may be awkward right now. Um, <laughs> maybe like blow their leaves, you know, just do that. Just do that. Um, you know, take cookies to a local fire station. That'd be great. And just what we're asking as a church is like, let's just be generous for no reason. Let's do it because the world needs it. Let's do it because, because that, that's, it's what we're made to do, to give our life away whenever we can, just these little small opportunities, that whether it's with our time or maybe we can serve somebody or we can maybe just have a little gift for somebody or we can just be generous in this little way and we're just gonna just flood our city with these little cards. It just says, here's a little small gift, no strings attached. It's not because of any other reason besides we just believe that God loves you and we do too. And so there's a lot of opportunities to be able to do that over the next, the next few weeks. And I'm just going to ask that on your way out, you go grab some of those cards. You find that place and you just pray every day, God, will you open up an opportunity for me to do it? To bless somebody at my job, to bless a family, to a stranger. You know, like, listen, some of you, maybe like with a family member, you should do that to them and they'll pass out. They'll be like, oh my gosh you did something nice for me, you know, like, but like, let's just find different opportunities, acts of kindness to do that. And here's something that we're really excited about over the next month is something that we're calling I Love My City Outreach. And uh, what uh, I Love My City is something we do every single first Saturday of every month where we get together and uh, you're all invited to come hang out with us. And we actually did it yesterday. And our first, our first Saturday, what we do is we try to love and serve our city in different tangible ways. And yesterday, there was a group of people that got together, and they made these bags. And these bags, and I, I think we have over 100 of these bags that are going to be available in the lobby on your way out. And I just want to ask that maybe this is something, and here's kind of the heart and idea behind this, is that inside of here, there's things like a water bottle, uh, there's, there's a pair of socks, there's a granola bar, a pack of gum, uh, one of those like um, one of those thermal blankets, and then there's a handwritten card from somebody in our church, and then there's a bus route to actually here, um, and then some other resources that are all around the city that's designed for people that are maybe um, less fortunate than you, maybe some people that don't have a home. 
maybe some people that are often very unnoticed. And we just want to be able to say, hey, we love you. And maybe with just a Ziploc bag full of this kind of stuff that's kind of essentials, we get to give our life away and give a lot of hope in the same, in the, in the, at the same amount of time and a little bit of love. And the whole dream is not just that it's like a, hey, like a drive-by. Here you go, fling us out your door. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Here's the idea. The idea is that it's a way to have a conversation, to look at somebody in the eyes that maybe not many people look at people that are homeless in the eyes and ask, what's your name? What's your story? Hey, let me, let me tell you why we're doing this. And, to be able, and, and maybe they'll receive it, maybe they won't, but it's the idea for us to be able to tangibly love and serve our city. And so those are gonna be available on the way out. I encourage you, grab some random act of kindness cards. Grab a couple of these and just see what God does. I know some of you are, have environments where you're around people that really need this. And this would be an amazing opportunity for you this month to give your life away, to give your life away. So uh, they're gonna be available. And here, here's, here's another way. It's to actually jump on what we call our dream team. And so our dream team is like our code for volunteers, uh, but we don't like that word very much. And so like, because here's what I want you to understand. The ultimate, and this kind of applies to everything. The ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference in the lives of others. So there's so many opportunities for you to join our dream team. There's so many places for you to serve and use the God-given gifts that, that he's given you to be able to hang out with kids and, and teach kids and to love on kids or maybe to be in the parking lot and be on our parking team or to be a smiling face that opens up the doors or to be able to help people find seats in here. Some of you have like, like a lot of technical and creativity skills that you could jump and all those little things that are back there that people are pushing buttons and knowing how to do that. Like you would come alive if you got a chance to do that. Or maybe you have this amazing, you know, musical talent that you could come and use that. And I mean, there's so many, there's so many endless gifts to be able to do that. We have a connect team that literally their whole job is to connect with people and that's it. And some of you are wired by God to do that so well. And so how do you get on the dream team? You get on the dream team by completing what we call our growth track. And so Lauren mentioned this earlier, but it's a way, it's the fastest and easiest way to be able, and here's, it's a three-step process. It's two in a classroom. So here's what I ask. Give us two weeks. Give us two weeks. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna tell you all about our church. We're gonna make sure that you know exactly our vision and not just our vision, but how we accomplish our vision. And we're gonna tell you things about our values. We're gonna give you everything that you need to know about our church, all the information. That's actually today. And we're gonna give you every bit of information for you to be able to make the decision if our church should be your church. And that's what we're gonna do. And then after that, um, then the next week is all about you. And it's all about how God wired you. And we'll give you a personality test and a gifts test. And you'll learn all these things about you so that you can go and scratch the itch that God's made you in our church. And to be able to serve. And I'm just saying, it's three-step process. Give us two weeks. And we're actually doing it this week and next week. I just wanna encourage you, if you haven't done Grow Track, to do it, to get off the sidelines, get in the game, and be a part of what we call the greatest team in the world. So jump on that. And then here's the fourth way that you can give your life away over this next month is we're actually doing in two weeks our first ever what we call Legacy Sunday. 
and uh, that's going to be December 16th. And, and here's kind of my definition of legacy. And you, uh, this will be on the screen. It's, here's, the, here's the definition. It's that legacy is living in a way where my life outlives me. And so we want to do a series, uh, not a series, but, but a week that we're calling Legacy Sunday, and where we want to give in such a way, serve in such a way, love in such a way that leaves a legacy that lasts much longer than our time on earth. And on this day, we're going to be doing a special offering that we're only going to do once a year. It's not every other week. We've never done a special offering. We won't do another special offering until next year at this time, where we'll do another Legacy offering. And so, and, and here's the idea, is that that week, 100% of what's given in that offering will be given away, 100%. It won't go towards any rent. It won't go, go towards any replacement of signs or uh, renting of golf carts. It won't go towards anything like that. 100% of it will go to our city because we believe with all our heart that God has called us, that really another one of our values is our city is our responsibility, and so we prayed a lot about it, and we could be able to use these funds in a lot of different ways, but we wanted to invest 100% of it into the city of Cincinnati. And God's opened up so many amazing opportunities, and we have a lot of vision to be able to do that. And the truth is, we, we kind of have this depth-charted list of things that we can do, and so the, the generosity on that day will help determine how many things on that list we can knock out. And so we're so excited for that day. We're so excited for all the different ways that we can be able to do that. And here's why we're telling you two, week in, two weeks in advance, so that you have plenty of time to pray and ask God if and what you should give. Because here's the deal. What we believe is no pressure. Is that we want you to know that there's, there's absolutely no pressure, that our whole stance on giving is you pray, ask God, and then do whatever he tells you to do. And so that's what we simply ask you to do on that day, okay? So that's Legacy Sunday. Here's the last way, is that it's Christmas at Queen City Church, which will be Sunday, December 23rd. That's in three weeks. And so we're so, isn't this cool? Isn't that awesome? Somebody made that. It's great. It's beautiful, okay? Um, and we're so excited because on that day, for the very first time, we're going to do two services. Ah, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, we're going to do one at 9 o'clock and then one at 11 o'clock. And the reason why we're not having one and going to two is because we really anticipate a lot of guests and we want to make sure that we're creating room and options to serve as many people as possible. And you need to know this, especially if you're new to our church, that we're a reaching church, we're an inviting church, and we unapologetically want to be a growing church because here's why heaven and hell are realities. And that's a big deal. And that's a big deal to us. And so this service is going to be an amazing opportunity for you to be able to invite friends and family. And so we wanted to be able to resource you and equip you to be able to do that. So in the lobby, we have some stuff for you for that too, okay? And so we actually have these invite cards, which have that awesome little logo on it. And then the back has all the information about our Christmas services. And so I want to encourage you, grab a stack of these and be able to go and just make it rain at your job and go and everywhere you can just to be able to give as many of these to people and possible. And, and here's the cool thing. Here's what we believe. We believe that, uh, one, our team has worked so hard making sure that this is going to be an amazing day, that this is going to be a day that's going to be um, very inspiring. It's going to feel very Christmas. Um, and it's a, a lot of creativity, um, candle lighting, all that fun stuff, a lot of things. I mean, and, and here's, here's the most important thing, that every single person that comes on December 23rd is going to clearly hear the good news of the gospel. 
And what we believe is that a lot of people are going to make a decision on that day to follow Jesus. And get this, here's the cool thing. God can have use you by using this to see that happen to people that you love and people that are your friends and your family and your coworkers just by simply having the courage to be able to invite somebody to church. So those are a lot of different things, a lot of things that are available in the lobby. So here's my, my prayer this week has been that really the response to today is what happens as soon as we dismiss. Is that as soon as we dismiss, it's like, okay, I've got to get some of those. I've got to get some of these cards. I need to go do some random acts of kindness this week. Why? Not because we have to do it, because we get a chance to give our lives away because we've been so blessed that it's our responsibility to be a blessing to others because we are rich. And, um, and so as, as a, the band can go ahead and make your way up, I wanna end with this because those are five specific opportunities to be able to give your life away. And I just wanna encourage you and challenge you to go all in, to join us, to be a part, to run the play, give your life away, make a difference. I promise you, if you do that, God's gonna, God, you're gonna see some things that are amazing this week. And I wanna end with this. Um, I told about the random acts of kindness. And there's been one other week in our church where I have talked about this and I kind of pushed this. And by the way, our, our church is literally amazing. Um, that day, like that whole rack was gone. And I know that there was so many like, <laughs> I just, I love the picture of the church when that happens, is that it's so much more than just what happens in here. It's like this ripple effect. We come in here every single week and we get to hang out together and it's like God just drops a big rock into this puddle and then just all week long, those, it just keeps ripple effect in every single where that we go. And so we did this and you guys responded like crazy and you guys took these and you used these all, all around the city. And uh, somebody, after we had that week, that week actually sent us a message um, on Facebook to the Queen City Church uh, Facebook. And uh, this is what this message said. And I want you to hear this because this could have been you. It says, to the member of your church who purchased my breakfast this morning, thank you. Somebody bought somebody breakfast. She said, thank you. I was on the way to the hospital to visit my infant son who was transferred to Children's Hospital two weeks ago for surgery. He was born premature over five months ago and I've lived in the hospital with him since. I just wanted you to know that your act of kindness really brightened my day. I know that was Jesus working through you to let me know he is with me during this hard journey. And church, here's what I believe with all my heart. You can write this down and then, then we're gonna close our eyes and ask God what he's speaking to us. Here's what I believe with all my heart over this next month, that when you give your life away, the world will never be the same. When you give your life away, the world will never be the same. I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. And just ask, like we do every single week, God, what are you speaking to me? In other words, how, how should Monday look different because of Sunday? What does your response need to be to this? And there's a lot of tangible opportunities. There's the I love my city outreach. There's random acts of kindness. It's inviting people to Christmas. It's jumping on the dream team. 
But there's a lot of different things available to us. It's praying and asking God, do you want me, what do you want me to give for this legacy offering? There's a lot of different responses that could happen today. This is a message that really can be lived all week long. And we said it earlier, everything starts with putting your trust in God. And we always wanna give you an opportunity to make the decision to follow Jesus. And so we're, we're never, we would never point you out or embarrass you, call you forward or take you into some room, but we wanna give you an opportunity that if you've never made that decision, if you've never decided to give your whole life to God, or maybe that you have in the past, but then you kind of took it back and you're kind of, you're back in charge and you wanna just give God your life fresh today. You know where your relationship with God is today and we just wanna give you an opportunity to say, God, I, I wanna make sure that my relationship with you is good. And so if you're here today and you wanna make the decision to follow Jesus, I just want you on the count of three just to raise your hand, just really just kind of put that up. It's not for me, it's just for you saying, God, I just, I wanna take that step today. So one, two, three, if you wanna make the decision, I wanna follow Jesus, that's awesome. That's great, that's great, that's great, that's awesome, great. I just want you to just pray this in your heart. We can all just pray this, maybe fresh. Jesus, I need you. I love you. I'm sorry for how I've lived my life without you. Come live inside me, change me, make me brand new. God, I surrender my whole life to you, everything. And I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. I love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 